Wrestling fans, welcome back to another edition of WPOV Global. This is the answer to the long question of what would happen if you were to take a jaded, egocentric old man and combine him with a womanizing booze hound, mix in three drops of Alanis Morissette's (laughs) power, and put a whole lot of craziness in, you get us. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. Yeah, I'm old and egocentric, whatever. I don't care. And... My co-host, if he can just scrape himself out of the barrel at this moment, the gentleman, and trust me, not all women say he's that, the gentleman, Elio Canal. Elio? Yes, sir. You booze hound. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing, you know, a lot better than last week. I mean, me and you, we we had, we went into last week's show feeling like that uh, somebody held us down and took our lunch money. You know what I mean? It was a rough, rough week. Oh, man. That was terrible uh, last week. Uh, triple last week had had me so beat down uh, with that that triple mania show. Well, you know what? This week is is like the exact opposite because it's like even though we probably even watched more wrestling this week, um, the G yep. the G one's done. I feel lost. What are we supposed to do, man? We had such great wrestling, and now I know. Ah. we have to wait. Uh, I think we have to wait uh, ten days. Well, Before the next event. Well, but unfortunately, the next event will not be anywhere as comprehensive. The Super J Cup is only like three nights. Um, but wow. Yep. The two, we went through 19 days of cards, man. <laughs> I know. Wow. And, and we'll, but there was a lot of great wrestling on there. It was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every day. It was like nine. It was fun. Fans who don't realize the scope of this, it was 19 uh, cards. Each of those cards were probably about four hours long. 19 of them in the span of about 27 days. jeez. <laughs> 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 If we were running, we'd be skinny, but we're not, so we're both fat. So anyways, let's get into today's episode. <laughs> all right, you know, first of all, uh, we like to throw out a poll for all you monkeys out there so you can vote on stuff and be a part of the show. This week, we asked mm-hmm. the question, who is going to be AEW's first champion? Will it be Chris Jericho mm-hmm. or will it be Hangman Adam Page? Elio, read me those results. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, wait before okay, you. Whoa, 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 wait before you read it. What did you pick? I'm gonna go with Hangman Page. Hangman Page. Okay, and why? Just to be, just to be different, because um, well, everyone knows Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's a big name, big star. Like, not that Page isn't, but um, you know, Adam Page. It's like a different. It would be like a different uh, look. Could be a fresh start. Uh, Jericho has already been a champion in in other companies, so we already know him. Plus, uh, we don't know like he has all this other uh, 
He has all his other um, adventures, like his band and such. Okay, okay. Now, you know what, folks? When I saw this, my first instinct, I wanted to pick Hangman Adam Page because I thought, okay, AEW says they're going to do all new stuff. They're going to be the wrestling company. And I get that. So Adam Page, by all means, what a great wrestler, what a great representation. However, the monkey wrench here is they have national television coming up. They have to debut a show Mm -hmm. and hopefully draw names. And I got to tell you, folks, as much as I like Adam Page, the average wrestling fan does not know who Adam Page is. However, everybody knows who Chris Jericho is. So even if Chris loses it in the first month, he is definitely going to draw a heck of a lot more viewers to that opening episode uh, to see him. So I picked Chris Jericho just for the fact politically he is a much bigger attraction than Hangman Adam Page. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a better wrestler. I don't think he's more deserved. I don't think any of that stuff. If anything, Adam Page, I think, will probably end up being the second champion and probably not too far down the line. But I had to agree. Mm -hmm. I believe 70% of the people picked Chris Jericho. Nobody wrote us in for reasons. So screw you all. We have no idea what you mean, what you, (laughs) why you picked it. For all we know, you could have been drunk and threw it at a... Flipped a coin or something. You comment on you, you, you comment on polls about chair shots and intergender matches, yet you don't comment on polls about AEW's first champion. Maybe people are just as sick as AEW that hasn't really happened yet as we are. There's always that too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna blame you fans well, for this. True. One. I mean I mean that's all you hear about lately is AEW this AEW that even the with a month uh, left, uh, no, two months left before they make t- their debut on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> you know what? We're going to make a poll next week, folks. It's going to be nothing to do with AEW. I, I think we need a week or two <laughs> off from talking about <laughs> AEW till they actually do something. <laughs> that sound fair? All right. Well, yeah, that sounds fair. Well, folks, we want to thank you all for uh, contributing to this week's poll. Uh, we look forward to... <laughs> Whatever next week. I have an idea about next week's poll. Actually, you know what? I'm going to throw it out right now. Okay. And it's kind of piggybacking off a poll we did just recently. This poll is, looking at ROH's new television format, is it going to make a big difference in viewership or is it too little too late? Mm. You folks tell us. ROH's new, new TV format, is it going to is it going to light fires or is it just a little bit too late? A little too little too late. Ooh. That sounded sexy. Okay. Anyways, let's go forward here. <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, I decided not to be so lazy and tried to gather some news for the week. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Now, first bit of news. Usually, you know, I know I don't usually talk too much about AAA. Well, <laughs> after Triple Mania, do you blame us? But anyways, um, AAA, as we know, is going to be doing a big show in Madison Square Garden coming up. And uh, as of a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, the ticket sales were pretty sparse. And people were wondering if they were going to cancel. But the word out there is they are not canceling. Wow. They are going forward. And I had to say, okay, the only reason that I brought this piece up uh, is because I wanted to read the names of the people who are slated to debut on this card, okay? Just because some of these names just okay. made me laugh out loud, okay? Here we go. Aerostar. Okay. Averno. Blue Demon okay. Jr. Daga. Mm-hmm. Dynastia, Drago, Phoenix, Golden Magic. Well, that's something. Oh, here we go. Hio, Hio del Torantes, <laughs> Hio del Vicanago, Conan, oh, no. La Hydra, 
Uh, La Parquita. Does that mean this is a female version of La Parka? I gotta know. I gotta know. Uh, Marvilla, Lady Shanna, Mamba, Maximo, Mysticis Jr. Oh, I love this next one. Nino Hamburgosia. <laughs> Nino Hamburgosia. Okay. Pagano. Pen- wow. Pentagon Jr. Piero. Oh, I love okay. this one. Pimpinel Escalarto. <laughs> So I guess it's the Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, he 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 was on the he was on the Shrivomania card. <laughs> uh, Puma yeah. King. Oh my God, Puma King. I'm I thought so, we got. I'm, re- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know that too. Uh, <laughs> Puma King, who has got to be the one of the most ridiculous looking luchadors I've ever seen. Uh, Taya, which I guess yep. means Taya, which I mean, guess means Taya Valkyrie. Um, Mm-hmm. Tessa, which I'm t- taking to be Tessa Blanchard, and Volano three. Yep. Get this, Volano three junior. <laughs> wow! Not only is he Volano one of the many Volanos, but he's the junior of one of. Them. Holy crud! Wow! Yeah. So I'm sorry. Some of those names are just hey, too fun. Hey, wait a minute! Yeah? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! How come he's not El Hio de Volano three? Dude, I just thought that in my head too. And I didn't say it, but I was like, how come he's not a heel? <laughs> hey, come on. La Parcarita? La Parcarita? What the hell is that? All right. Now that we've had fun of making trip, now that we've had a lot of fun making fun of Triple H, let's go on with our other news. Um, a big news for sticking in the world of Lucha Libre, mixing with MLW. MLW announces they are starting a working relationship with the Crash promotion in Mexico. Crash is a kind of up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see some whole flux of new uh, luchadors probably in MLW itself. Speaking of wow, okay. Speaking about MLW, when they return to Dallas on September seventh, they're going to do a special tribute to uh, to Gary Hart, the late Gary Hart, who was one of the most nefarious managers back in the day in uh, world class. Gary Hart, he was manager of Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Uh, Bruiser Brody, uh, the spoiler. He created the one-man gang, the yep. Great Kabuki, and the Dingle Warrior. I mean, this guy, he, uh, Dingle Warrior. And TNT. Sorry? And TNT. Who is TNT? Savio Vega. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got me on that one. Do you remember who the Dingle Warrior was? The Ultimate Warrior. Yes, he became the Ultimate Warrior. So, yes, Gary Hart was very influential one of the best guys you like to hate, and and it's cool that they're giving mm. him uh, they're giving him some recognition because you know uh, over the years we've heard that he was very instrumental in a lot of stuff that happened in uh, world class you know backstage back uh, with the storylines and stuff. So this is great. I, I I think this is a really cool thing. Um, and okay, I know I hate to say I, I, uh, I hate to bring up AEW news, but I'm going to bring up some AEW news. Not AEW because that would be tasty, but AEW. Uh, on the last, um, uh, they did a, an all-out episode um, online mm-hmm. for YouTube, and they, de- they detailed in it how they're going to crown the first woman's champion. And basically, mm-hmm. they're going to feature a 21-woman, uh, well, 21 women will be competing for a shot at the championship. And I'm not sure exactly if they're going to go battle royal or go into some kind of tournament, but we do know they're going to whittle down uh, 21 women, uh, and we'll see who would be first AEW champion. For women, anyways. Oh, so okay. I was just gonna. I was. I was just gonna ask. Is is that is that a tournament or a battle royal? You know what? 
that's still to be determined. Mm-hmm. So, okay. do, you, do you got any news to contribute today, Elio? You lazy bum. Um, let's... <laughs> Let's see, what do we have here? I'm sticking with AEW. They plan on running uh, four pay-per-views in 2020. Uh, however, uh, the, with uh, an, another pay-per-view following the all-out. And on uh, the on the, that, I guess it's the same episode of uh, Being the Elite, uh, they announced the signing of Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. I'm sure he's going to be, uh, he's going to set AEW on fire. Orange can Was he that stupendous high flyer? No. Yeah, all, all he does is just yeah, all he does is just stand there with his hands in his pocket. <laughs> it's a funny oh, character, but I'm not sure if it's uh, I'm not sure if that's you know made for actual television. <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems, it seems like a small indie I don't know. thing. Well, what's what, what's he gonna do? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Then, but obviously, then apparently, um. Oh, go on. Well, I was going to say, one thing we're going to have to look at, folks, is if AEW wants to do a weekly show, they're going to have to sign a hell of a lot more wrestlers than they have right now. And then uh, ROH, um, Marty Skrull's contract is up in November, and after after which uh, he will have a couple of options. Either AEW or WB is always looking to sign new talent, so... Do, uh, he has a lot of options open after his contract is up. Well, you don't think he's going to si- resign with ROH? Ah, hopefully he's going to resign with ROH. I don't, I don't see, I don't see him going to AEW and leaving uh, the villain enterprises behind. Well, well, I guess that remains to be seen. So, you got any other more? You got any news before we uh, head off to the land of the uh, rising sun? That that that's all the news I have for this week. All right, well, folks. It is that time of our show where we go into uh, into one of our favorite parts, of course, is New Japan. We're going to look at, uh, wow, like I said, I'm actually a little sad, and maybe it's just shell shock, but the G1's over. We're going to go over days. I know. I know. We're going to go over days 15, 16, 17, 18, and then tell you what happened on day 19th in the finals, okay? Yep. All right. On day oh, uh, we forgot. Not, yeah, we, I know I didn't bring it up in the news because uh, we're going to bring it up in NJPW, what happened on uh, day 19, which yes. was yesterday. Yes, we are going to talk about all that. I know what you're getting at. All right. Yep. So first of all, we'll start on day 15 on block A. Uh, a very interesting match, okay. Sonata defeating Lance Archer. Lance Archer still looking good, but uh, Sonata, I don't think really, I don't know. You know, he, he mm-hmm. seemed hot and cold during this tournament. Uh, this one shocked me a little. Bad Luck Fale defeats a Tanahashi. Hmm. Bad luck, Fale was doing a, was doing a, well, from what you told me uh, about about how how he did it last year with uh, him yeah. always like causing trouble and getting himself like disqualified and stuff. Uh, he he did a lot more this year. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, then we had Osprey defeating Kenta, which was actually a really good match. Uh, Abushi mm-hmm. defeating Zack Sabre Jr. And the main event for that night was Okada defeating Evil. Now, I'm going to pick Okada defeating Evil because it was just a tremendously great battle. Okada de- tends to... Okay. A lot of his matches are just really good anyways. All right. Okay. Uh, night 16. Yano defeats Tai Chi. Well, you would hope, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> he better na- defeat Tai Chi. Naito defeats Cobb. Um, yep. in, in another loss for John Moxley, uh, Goto defeats Moxley. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay White defeats Juice Robinson. And Shingo defeats Ishii, which I got to tell you, man, that was a crazy hard-hitting battle. These two went toe-to-toe, beat the snot out of each other, just like all of usually Ishii's matches are. But uh, put him in there with yep. a guy like uh, with Shingo, and man, whoo, what a great yeah. match. That's going to be my pick for night 16. Night 17. Okay. 
Lance Archer defeats Evil, which is a surprise for me. Lance Archer, okay, this guy is like, what is he, six foot seven, six foot eight? He does a moonsault. Somewhere around there, yep. Yeah, he did a moonsault wow. during this match on Evil. Um, Fale defeats Sonata. That was a bit of an upset. I, I did not see that one coming. Um, in an interesting mm-hmm. battle, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Kenta. And the story here was how uh, years ago when Kenta was uh, the king of pro wrestling Noah and Zack Sabre Jr. came in, um, Kenta sort of made Sabre his bitch a lot, you know, just kind of slapped him around quite a bit. <laughs> so Sabre said, you know, he's at the top of his game and Kenta's just a worn out piece of garbage. And so they fought and, yep. and Sabre did get the win here in a pretty pretty interesting match, I'm going to say. Um, Osprey defeats Tanahashi. And the main event, Abushi defeating Okada, which was a very key match here. Because just the way the points had been going that night, if it goes into a tie, because Abushi defeated Okada, Abushi, who right. actually, because of this, he actually tied Okada in the points. But because he won the match, okay. he gets the win. So Abushi makes it into the finals as of day 17. On and day- and uh, we were saying we were saying that uh, he was uh, one, he was one of the guys that wasn't having uh, the best uh, tournament. Yeah, he started off pretty weak and ended up uh, coming on strong at the end. Okay, on eighteen on block block B, Jeff Cobb defeating mm-hmm. Toriano in a really funny match. It, in the beginning part, there was even a part where the referee like checked Yano's shorts and he had like six rolls of tape hidden in his <laughs> so it's such overkill now this next match really surprised me tai chi defeating tomohiro ishii um tai how chi- how well, how does that work i don't know but it just for once tai chi really fought and went toe-to-toe with ishii not his usual cowardice mm-hmm. crap and his stuff i gotta say you know we've been pretty rough on tai chi because well usually he's a pretty shitty wrestler but uh this tournament, he's yep. actually he's actually risen up a bit, and I gotta say, I'm a bit surprised, and I gotta say, I enjoy him a little more. I have a little more respect, not a lot, but a little bit more respect for Tai Chi. Um, okay. An interesting match: Juice Robinson defeating the U.S. champion John Moxley. Now you know what that, that rematch from uh, June the fifth. Well, here's another thing: because Juice defeated uh, the ch- pinned uh, Moxley, who is the U.S. champion, and so did Goto. Both yep. those guys get title shots now against moxley oh okay. yeah that's how that works you know same as like abushi Wait, you a, said but you see so you said both of them get title shots yep because both Goto, of them get them oh, okay yeah because goto defeated moxley on day 16 and juice gets okay. him on day 18 when you defeat a champion during these tournaments you get a title shot against them so i would think Goto would get okay, it first right i'm sure if we look back like i i can't remember now i mean we'll take a look at it in a sec but let's just finish this off um, then Shingo Takagi defeating Hirioko Goto in a very hard hitting battle. It always seems like Shingo, Goto, and Ishii have the, like just crazy physical battles. And in a very, well, maybe not surprising for some, but Jay White defeating Tatsuya Naito. So that yeah. makes, that puts, um, well, that puts, uh, Jay White, uh, as the winner of Block B. Now, Here's where we talked about this, folks. We talked about how Jay White had lost so many matches in the beginning, and then he promised to win the last six matches, and he kept true to his word. He actually made it into the so, finals by hook or by crook, but he made it to the finals, and that gets us into day nineteen. Day nineteen. So the one lesson I took away. Sorry, the one lesson I took away from this is when Jay White promises something, he always follows through. 
Um, well, like by hook or by crook, Jado and his little kendo stick helped quite a bit in a lot of this, but, <laughs> but he <laughs> That's did, true. He, he did make himself uh, a legitimate presence, we'll say, in this tournament. Okay? In the finals, Kota Abishi defeats Jay White. Kota Abushi will now go forward with a guaranteed title shot against whoever is the IWGP champion at Wrestle Kingdom. It's sort of like okay. it's it's sort of like the briefcase thing. The only difference is he doesn't have a stupid briefcase to carry around, and he will have to actually defend that shot once or twice. So, oh, okay, yeah. So that'll be uh, something to see. But as it's set now, if we went in with all the same people going the way they are now, that means Kota Ibushi would be challenging uh, Kazuchika Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, and that to me sounds like a wonderful match. I mean. You know they they fought each other on day seventeen, but let's look like now at a no you know a no time limit. Let's let it all go match. I think we're going to see some great wrestling out of that. Yeah, now, it should be a good match. Now before we go and talk about a little about some of the people in the tournament itself, I'd like to talk about the other piece of news that happened on day nineteen. Okay. Yes. In, in a special in a special match of Bullet Club versus Chaos, uh, Kenta mm-hmm. turned on his uh, stable mates helped the Bullet Club win, and has now become a member of the Bullet Club. This brought out uh, Shibata. Shibata, who's been out for over two yeah. years now after that horrendous head injury, came out and attacked the crap out of Kenta. Yeah, he took out, he took out the, um, both the G.O.D., he took out Fale, and he beat the crap out of Kenta. <laughs> he looked good out there, didn't he? And I gotta say, Kevin Kelly again. Kevin Kelly, he takes it so personally. He calls to Gato a son of a bitch. Yeah, and it took Gato on the candlestick to take uh, <laughs> to take him down. But uh, so that is sort of the other big news coming out of the tournament is Kenta joining the Bullet Club, and uh, I think this is a good idea. I think it's a good fit for both. When you look at uh, the current incarnation of the Bullet Club, which has got like the members of God, it has Bad Luck Fale, it has. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, who else is in there? Owens is in there, and uh, Jay, Jay White. White. Uh, I wonder what kind of tension that's going to put between Jay White and Kenta, because they're oh. both the leadership type. Mm. That'll be really interesting right. to see how that plays out. And it seems to me that Kenta would get along better with the other members of the Bullet Club than Jay White, who's kind of a dick to everybody. <laughs> so now I just want to quickly look at some of these people and how they uh, were. We're just going to talk a tiny bit about all the other people in the tournament and how they looked going in and coming out, okay? Uh, okay. Y- Yano. Yano, we knew, was going to be a trickster. We knew he was going to pull a lot of crap. But he also stepped up a few times and had some really key matches. So Yano, He, he did do well. Like for all his uh, tricks and uh, pranks, he did do well. Tai Chi. Here's a guy who surprised me because I expected the worst of the worst from Tai Chi. Yet he came out. At the end of the tournament, especially looking a little bit impressive, looking like he isn't just the coward we've looked at him in. So he looks good coming out of the tournament. Um, Naito, Naito, kind of. Well, he didn't seem to, you know, he didn't do a lot that was great, but he also didn't do a lot that was bad. So he went in looking. We'll say he kind of went in and came out the same way. He's on the same level, you know. He's okay. still a top wrestler, but the tournament neither put him back or hel- or, or put him down. Okay, uh, okay. Jeff Cobb. Despite not having a lot of victories, looked very impressive to the crowds. I mean, he his strength game was on point. He was a monster in there, and a lot of people looked good at that. So Cobb definitely came out looking better. 
Um, Hiroyuki Goto, who a lot of people have been lately kind of dulling out of it because he just seems to float around. The last half of this tournament, he looked really good. He changed up some of his tacks. He looked stronger than usual. He comes out of this tournament looking good. John Moxley, we didn't know what to expect from him going in. He looked really good coming out. Yeah, he he was killing it uh, for a while there. Uh, like, uh, although he was at the very top. Right on. Jay White. Well, Jay White always acts like the douchebag, but you know what? He looked pretty <laughs> darn impressive taking the last six victories. Doesn't matter how he got them. He looked good. He came out looking stronger. Juice Robinson yep. came in looking like, okay, he came out looking strong. Shingo. Mm-hmm. Shingo, well, he didn't have, you know, after such big hopes in the Japanese tournament, like, uh, sorry, in the junior tournament, he uh, he probably looked a lot more impressive, and it seemed like a bit of a disappointment that he didn't do as well as we could, thought he could. But look at the matches he fought. Yeah. He fought some great matches in there, and Shingo looks good coming out. And then mm-hmm. we, Ishii. Ishii looked incredible, as always. Went in looking strong, came in looking strong. And I, I hope other wrestling companies are taking note of this. I mean, we've just looked at the Block B. This is 10 wrestlers, all 10 of them came out of the tournament looking just as good or better than they did going in. That's pretty impressive. Uh, block A, Lance yep. Archer. Nobody expected Lance Archer to be the monster he was. He looked incredible in there. Sure, he didn't get... He probably. I think he finished like with the least points in the entire tournament of anyone, <laughs> but he looked legitimately mm-hmm. good. Evil looked yep. very strong. Uh, bad luck, Fale. We expected a lot of crap. I'm going to say Fale kind of went in the same and came out the same. Okay? He yeah. was okay, middle of the road. Ah, uh, even though he did, uh, even though he did do uh, some good matches. Yes, Sonata. Now here's where I think that he doesn't look as good go- coming out as he did going in. Sonata had some great matches, mm-hmm. but it seemed like it seemed like there wasn't that spark that you want from like a big time main event guy. You know, he, he seems right. like he's he's kind of falling into mid card in people's minds. Uh, Zack Saber Jr. He had some of the most interesting matches just because his style lends to a whole different aspect to this tournament. So he looked good coming out. Kenta, the former Hideo, Hideo Hitami, we didn't know what to expect from this guy. And he actually looked pretty strong. Despite all his shenanigans and joining the Bullet Club, he actually had a pretty strong tournament and looked pretty good in there. For a while, he was uh, undefeated. Um, yep. Os- Osprey looked amazing. I mean, Osprey was everyone he fought, every match that he was in, was one, either the first or second best match of the entire night. He, he just knows how to work. He knows how to make people look good. Uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi came out a lot better, stronger than I thought he would. We expected him to go in all broken up and battered and stuff, but he put up some great matches and got some great victories. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, the heavyweight champion, he had, some, he had a tremendous run in there. He looked really good too. He comes out looking strong. And the last person, of course, is Ibushi. Abushi went in looking maybe not so strong. He had taken some bad head injuries. He had uh, a, a few minor bumps in the road along the way, but he comes out, wins the tournament, looking good. So this is kind of amazing. You know, we look at this, and there is like out of 20 wrestlers entered into this tournament, I would say that at least 19 of them came out looking stronger than they did going in. And and that is yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, this was... Yeah, this was a fun tournament. It really was. Um, this is my fourth, and I'm going to say it was right up there with one of my favorites. The match, the, the quality of matches, just it didn't seem like it was so long as it was, you know. And uh, that's the mm-hmm. thing about Japanese, you know, watching New Japan. The matches go quite a while. 
but it sure doesn't feel yeah. like it. It sure doesn't feel like it. So I guess our next thing we have to look forward to is, uh, is it the Super J or the Super Junior? Uh, it's the Super J, Super, Super, Super J Cup. That's the one being held in the States, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That'll be a three-night tournament uh, hosted by, uh, oh, what is his name? It's escaping me. Jushin Thunder Liger. Wow. Can't believe I almost forgot his name. Uh, he has a lot to do with promoting that. And I believe two of the nights are in the States. I don't know if all three nights are, but two of them for sure. Are in the uh, actually, the, 20, the 22nd is in Washington, and uh, then the that's the first round, and then the second round is in, yeah, they're all in the States. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So folks, uh, in in uh, Washington and California. Wow. So, folks, you know what? We just came through a uh, a large amount of wrestling, but you know what? Mm -hmm. it, it was worth it. And Elio? Thank you, my friend. Thanks yes, for coming along for the ride. Man, we had a good time. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. And I can hardly wait till we have next year's tournament and be talking about what's going on. <laughs> I know, right? All right. Well, folks, you know, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, grab yourselves a beverage. Mm -hmm. uh, well, if you're Elio, please don't grab another beverage. I don't want you <laughs> dying of alcohol poisoning. Dreams. <laughs> and don't grab another girl, okay? just Elio, just go stand in the corner for a few minutes and just think about where your life went wrong, okay? Folks, I'm going to grab a drink, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to think where my life went wrong and all the horrible choices that led me here. Anyways, we'll see you folks. We'll be back in a little bit. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. We're back. I hope you guys didn't go anywhere. Elio, are you ready to look yes, at sir. our are you ready to look at our regular wrestling for the week? I am ready, yes indeed. All right, well, folks, it's time now to jump over to England. We're going to look at WWE NXT UK. And, folks, I got to tell you, there's some stuff that happened on this week's episode that I'm going to say I'm genuinely shocked. But, Elio, you talk about it, and I'll bitch about it. <laughs> okay, uh, so NXT UK this week, we're back in Plymouth, Plymouth England, and uh, we start with that in memory of Harley Race, and then... Uh, our opening match had Noam Dar defeating Ashton Smith with the Nova Rola. Now, and then announcing, and then announcing that he will be at Takeover Cardiff. Now, what did you think of this match? What do you think of this Ashton Smith guy? Uh, this match uh, was just okay for me. I'm still not a fan of Noam Dar. I was a bigger just, fan. Uh, of, I was a bigger fan of Noam Dar before, but I'm not sure if he's yeah. doing much for me right now. Uh, yeah, like I was fan like of him when he was on like Raw and Two Hundred Five Live. Now, uh, not so much. And uh, you know, Ashton Smith, Ashton Smith is just okay. He's okay, but um, I think it was a bad choice putting him in there with Dar because he made Dar seem really small. Dar looked incredibly short yeah. and small compared to this guy, and and I'm pretty sure Ashton Smith really isn't that big. So <laughs> it just kind of shows you how smart Dar small Dar is. Um, Okay, mm -hmm. match. Uh, like I said, uh, I dug. Dar I love. I dug Noam a lot more before. Not really warming yeah. up to him within uh, UK. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, then we have uh, Tyler Bates with comments about Walter saying won't let Walter disrespect the title and he's going to become the first two-time UK champion. Yeah. Uh, Grizzled Young Veteran come out for promo. Our second match, we have Ginny and Jazzy Gabbard defeating Piper Niven and Taya Brookside after Rhea Ripley comes out to, for, to enter, for, to cause a distraction and uh, Piper Niven uh, exited the ring and went after Rhea Ripley, leaving Cy Brookside in the ring to uh, take the loss for the team. All right, let's look at the most important things in this match, okay? Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley? <laughs> she looked beautiful. Um, <laughs> there's a few things that bothered me in this match, you know that? First of all, uh, Jenny and Jazzy are... Ginny and Jazzy, they should call themselves Jizzy. Anyways, that'd be a good tag team, eh? Jizzy. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> they're... Um, how do I put this really delicately? They're a shitty team. Okay. Ginny is Ginny is terrible and Jazzy looks like she's holding herself back so much. You know, I'm, just, not, I'm, know. Not, I'm not I'm not impressed with Jazzy ever. Yeah, you know, I've seen her before in other promotions, and I don't know why she's she's like wrestling like at sixty percent of what she can do, and I, and I'm not appreciating it. I'm not enjoying it. And Ginny, yep. who's got like minus ten whenever she's in there, makes it even shittier. So the group of Jizzy, not liking them. Um, I liked Zaya Brookside. She looked really good this week. Yep. Uh, Piper Niven just sort of looked like kind of an asshole, though. I mean, <laughs> as her, well as her partner gets nailed. <laughs> She just runs out and starts fighting and leaves her partner right. behind and goes well, fights Rhea Ripley. Yeah, well, what are you doing? You just, like, leave your partner hanging there. And, like, she was even looking to the corner to for the tag and no one was there. Yeah, I mean, I know people who probably – most of the people in the show won't understand this reference. <coughs> but if you ever watch Stampede Wrestling, that was some Bruce Hart tag team and bullshit, okay? <laughs> that guy would do shit like that all the time. You just never wanted to be Bruce Hart's tag team partner because he would just leave you in a bind. And, and that's what she did. She just, like, walked. The best part is, um, Zaya gets hucked over the rig. She's laying there. She walks over her and, and goes after Rhea Ripley and leaves her to get her shit kicking. It was, <laughs> wow. It was terrible. What's going Piper, on? Piper, Piper. I know. You're almost going to make the book with those kind of things. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, the team of Jizzy wins. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we have two matches set up for next week. We have Cassius Ono versus Ilya Dragunov and Flash Morgan Webster versus Mark Coffey. Now, I, I just want to go back. Hold on. I just want to go back for one sec, okay? Yes. And I want to tell you some things that really annoy me when I see wrestling things, okay? Okay. Uh, when we had the Grizzled Young Veterans are in the ring, right? Uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey come out and they start saying blah, blah, blah. And for a second, I get a little peaked because here we got two heel teams, right? Which yeah. seeing heel teams fight each other sometimes is fun, right? Right, right. But then you got tiny little Mandrews and <laughs> tiny little uh, Modfather come out. Yeah. yeah. They come out and say that they want to get in on this. And, you know, yeah. Mark Coffey makes a good point is uh, – or, no, sorry. I think it was uh, Zach made a good point of, well, you guys haven't even won any matches. At least Wolfgang and Coffee have won some matches, right? And, That's a good point. That's a good point. We finally agree on something. Yeah. And then, so then, like, I hate this kind of crap where all of a sudden Mark Coffee decides, yeah, Zach Gibson's right. And all of a sudden they're buddies yelling at the other guys. And I'm like, <laughs> I uh, know. That, that, uh, that's just ridiculous. That, that stuff doesn't happen in the real yeah, world. Yeah, that, that, so that bothered that's, me. That's, that's what I was saying just now when they were like, yeah, yeah, finally we agree on something. That was just yeah, weird. That was just, so weird. 
Yeah, that's, so why I, that's why I just said uh, Grizzly Young Veterans come up and cut a promo because uh, all that crap went down. Uh, I tell okay. Zach Gibson, I'm not a fan of Zach Gibson. No, either am I. Uh, all right, in the main now, event, it was. Sorry, go on. No, go on. Just say it. Say it. Oh, in the main event, we had Dave Master versus Joe Coffee and ended in a double countout. And I wrote, I have written down here, train wreck of a match to end in a double countout. That's all I got to say about that one. Are you serious? Just, wow. I totally disagree with you because, do you know what, dude? I do not like Joe Coffee. I do yeah. not like Dave Mastiff. Yeah. And I thought they gave the most exciting, coolest match I have seen in a long time on a main event on UK. That was some good shit, man. Uh, Mastiff, like, just elbowing coffee in the head till he splits the side of his ear open and still going at it. it was, I thought this looked like two dudes who really hated each other and they were showing it. And now I don't like these two guys, but this match was good. I thought it was solid. And I thought, you're not, okay, this is going to shock you, Elio. But I'm giving this episode a B plus on that match alone. Oh, okay. Now you can I'm, disagree with me, and and, and I and I'm cool with that. If you think it was just a horrible train wreck, by all means, t- talk about it. Tell me. I why. don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm, I just wasn't a fan of this match. Like, uh, maybe I just don't like uh, the two guys in there. But I, I guess just, that. Um, I mean, they're they're yeah. both they're both pretty weak. But I just thought yeah. <laughs> they they just mailed they put in a really good performance. I was very surprised, and. I'm not going to be in my mind of the three mac the three uh, shows we watched this week. I actually thought UK was the top of the other two this week. I found it a little more exciting, and, and a lot of it had to do with that main event. Okay, but hey, uh, so, so for me, I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to go with a B on this one. Um, okay, and I give it a yeah, B plus. Piper, I don't know. Yeah, that Piper stuff, and like I said, I didn't like uh, Gibson and uh, Coffee. There, all of a sudden, buddies for two sex. It just that yeah. was just weird. Yeah. All, all right, let's let's move on to uh, MLW. Okay. okay. All right. This week's this week's MLW. Um, well, here's that whole thing where some of these matches we've seen and talked about before. Yeah, th- this is what uh, com- this is what confuses me about MLW. It's, it's made up of matches that are already uh, taking place like a month earlier. Yeah, and you know it's not like they. I mean, that's one thing that's well. Here's but you know what we give ROH crap because they give us matches from like our before their new format they give you matches from one single night tape for TV. Uh, these guys give us matches from all over the place. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing. But the, I guess it's just confusing when we double report them, right? And we have no choice yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Now, okay. In the op- in the opening match, Bestia six 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 defeats Ray Horace. Um. I'm still not all that sold on Bestia six six six. He doesn't seem very terrifying to me. You know, I'm they not call scared. this terror. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's <laughs> that even that big enough to be uh, a terror of Tijuana or whatever the hell they were calling him. Uh, <laughs> Ray Horace, he's he's kind of growing on me a little. I'm starting to enjoy him a little bit more. He's starting to get a little bit more in each time. Uh, okay. The match was okay. It was okay. There wasn't anything great about it. Um, they did some more of that crap with Conan coming out, and uh, he was going to give his phone back, give her her phone back. And uh, the funniest part, though, and I thought this was kind of funny, was he talked about how she brought in Savia Vega for one night, and that she had signed a special contract that Savio hadn't seen that gave an extra payment, which was obviously meant that she was embezzling money over to herself. And Savio came up and r- ripped up the contract, so, you yeah. know, indicating that. Uh, 
he doesn't know her anything. So that that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Um, they talked a bit about the war chamber stuff, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they asked about, they talked to, uh, Ross Von Eric and Tom Lawler and they asked about Ross and Ross was saying, you know, he's got vision problems and he's in Hawaii, uh, getting looked at. Um, then our old buddy Mance comes in and, uh, he, you know, he gets asked by, I love how sometimes the, the announcers ask the most inane questions in the world, you know, uh, Casey dumb as a stick whatever her last name is, uh, comes out and says, Matt, you've had all these problems with her. Is it over now? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no idiot. Why would it be over? But Matt's answering her stupidity, brings out a, uh, a blackboard and makes her draws a bunch of trees on it. And then he pulls out a chainsaw, which was really bizarre <laughs> and, uh, and very small. Did you notice it was a pretty small chainsaw? Yeah. Um, uh, and then he says it ain't done. He's coming for Selena's people. So, and remember, do you remember how this, what this all went back to? What started all these problems between Mance and uh, Selena? Do you remember? Oh, was it's, it it's uh, super? Is super horrible. Was it uh, with the uh, whole Sammy Callahan? No, it's when he spilled beer on her by accident. Remember? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. Really, yeah. That's really well, what started yeah, this right. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> This yeah, whole horrible thing started because he spilled a bit of light beer on her. <laughs> that's right. I remember that. Okay. Uh, where where Laparco attacked him or whatever, and they were fighting backstage or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then your your favorite team ever, the Contra Unit. Actually, uh, mistaken. <laughs> uh, this time, the incarnation of Simon Gotch and uh, Joseph Samuel come out. And uh, they attack the uh, little nobodies of Jay Sky, who had Sky written on his ass. And Ariel, way too small to get on any ride at any attraction to Mingus. I mean, I think he's like 5'2 or something like that. He's tiny. Um, did you get, did you get so the, the name of the new, new guy in the Contra? Uh, you know, I think I did. I have it written down here somewhere. Uh, maybe I didn't write it down. I, I just know that... Uh, oh, yeah, no, I do. It's, it's hard to say. Akiro Kwan. Akiro okay, yeah, Kwan. Yeah. I have no idea who he is uh, or if he's a, you know another wrestler from somewhere else. Uh, maybe if you fans know, please write in and tell us. Um, another Contra thing, which is... Man, Contra unit is just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> at least on MLW, all they do is they come in and just mug people and then pull out a spike and, like, attack people. And you got to think, like, if you're the person paying to... To see a wrestling match, and that's what you're getting. Isn't that kind of disappointing? I'm, you know? so, I'm, so, I'm slowly bringing you back to the light side. You were pulled into the dark side to become a fan of Contra. I was starting to appreciate them, but now I'm getting kind of sick of their sh- <laughs> getting sick of their shtick. Yeah, so you're um, coming. You're coming back to the light side. I am. I've hung out with the Dark Lords of Sith, and maybe just maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll be a Jedi again. I don't know. It's hard. Obi-Wan's an ass, and I hate that little Yoda <laughs> thing. But anyways, um, anyways, uh, Contra, man, they got to have matches. <laughs> like, these aren't matches. They're like interfering schmoz stuff. I'm not enjoying it. Yep. Not uh, enjoying it. Not. It was cool at the beginning. Now too much of too much crap, you know? It's like, yeah, yep. you eat a chocolate bar. A chocolate bar tastes good. You eat 300 of them one sitting here to fucking hate chocolate bars. I'll tell you that. Um, all right, main event time. Savio Vega losing to Alexander Hammerstone. It was for the MLW National Openweight Championship. I always forget how big Savio is. He's a pretty big boy, you know? Um, 
this match was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Uh, Savio is actually, I expected a lot less from him, and he actually delivered a little bit more than I thought. Um, in the end, Hammerstone takes the victory, and then we end it with such mature things of Brian Pillman stealing his jacket. <laughs> Wow! Uh, speaking up, speaking up. Um, did you see that uh, vi- uh, little uh, vignette with uh, the dynasty? Didn't you understand the reason I didn't talk about that or HD? Is <laughs> because they're stupid. But yes, there was a stupid little vignette in the middle. No, because where MJF I, 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 had given them. I just, I just, uh, I just have to say, did uh, did Richard Holiday raid Mark Henry's wardrobe? We saw the, the pink salmon blazer. Oh yes, yes. Well, folks, what we're talking about is there's a vignette in there. Uh, it's like another lifestyles of the whatever they're called. The, the rich and the uh, rich and dynastic one. It's so rich terrible. and dynastic. And MJF so gives them uh, like gives them Rolexes or something like that. And Hammerstone just about cries, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, just to make it even stupider, we cut to an always brilliant H two thing where they have a bunch of cats rolling around and Teddy Hart yabbering about some nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> at least we didn't have to put up with you know i don't know i don't know and yes and there was another one with there was another tape sent in by contra where samuel was talking about the new guy akiro kwan and how he was this deadly assassin and um and I, I don't know you know you know what um i'm gonna give this a c just for the contra stuff i'm gonna give it a c minus I just, you know, there's been so many good things about it that it just kind of deflated me this week, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrestling was, well, I don't know. I mean, the wrestling wasn't really that good. I mean, we got to see a, a luchador match, which was just your usual flippy round crap. Uh, yep. We got to see a Contra mugging. And we got to see uh, Savio Vega, who's got to be about 60, get beat up by some young steroid punk. So, <laughs> yeah, didn't this week's episode did not do much for me. I'm giving it a C-. minus. Okay. All right. Let's head over to the land of ROH, Ring of Honor. Tell us what's going on, bro. And of ROH. Okay, so this week is our second week with a new format. And we look at uh, a clip. The first clip is uh, from the Best in the World uh, event show where Flip Gordon joined Villain Enterprises. And then uh, uh. we see... <laughs> And then we see from Manhattan Mayhem, Jonathan Gresham versus Dragon Lee. Um, I like Dragon Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he must like getting in there with Gresham because it's it's probably nice for him to fun- once be the bigger guy in a match. You know, Dragon and Lee. Then, uh, <laughs> and then Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee uh, afterwards uh, said uh, he there's more surprises coming soon. And Jonathan uh, Gresham had comments himself saying he blames Jay Lethal for like everything that's going wrong for him saying because he's been doing everything Jay Lethal's way so he blames Lethal I guess for all that. I, I get that I get that I mean the other day I had a really bad sleep I woke up the first thing I was like damn you Jay Lethal <laughs> he says Lethal has, knows what, what the life of a champion is like he wants that life as well well, maybe All you right. should uh, grow five inches taller, buddy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and then uh, we have two matches set for next week. We have TJ's favorite team, the Shinobi Shit Squad, going up against Villain Enterprises. Uh, the Shinobi Shit Squad? Somebody squash these bugs. <laughs> maybe they should go in the book soon. <clears throat> <laughs> They're not even worthy of the book. They're even worse than the <laughs> Awesome. Next week uh, we have Kelly Klein t- uh, versus Carissa Rivera. 
This will be interesting. I, I kind of dug Carissa last week. So yeah, Kelly Klein, she's always solid. This should be a good match. Yeah, and uh, we see highlight video package on Red Titus. Yeah, boy, talk about a waste of time. Go on. And here, and this is the one match uh, we had. First, we had Soldiers of Savagery defeating Jobber 1 and Jobber 2. Which is funny because the Soldiers of Savagery are pretty much Jobbers themselves, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so that, um, that's about it. it uh, we, from Mass Hysteria, we see the Bouncers versus the Briscoes. And then we see clips from Lifeblood versus Villain Prize Philadelphia Street Fight. And we get to that match itself again in uh, this the main event for this week's ROH. Well, there was a lot of good wrestling in this. Uh, what are you thinking? Are you feeling that this format's good? Do you like this, or do you wish they it was the old way? What are you seeing? Because we you said know, the I, old way was a bit of a struggle. The old way was a bit of a struggle. You know what? I'm kind of... Uh, well, it's only the second week, so I think um, I'm, I say I give it like a couple of more weeks like because... I kind of like because at least uh, they plug storylines and like future shows that were that are gonna happen, like they did with Summer Supercard. Okay. Well, you know what then? Uh, you're right. Um, you know what, folks? We talked earlier in the thing, and we said that we were gonna do a poll, and that the poll was gonna be about ROH. I'm actually rescinding that. We're not gonna do that poll. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait. We're gonna give it a four weeks. To see how this yeah. format looks before we decide anything. So I'm going to have to come up with a new poll, okay? And this okay. is the poll that I have for this week, all right? Oh, okay. Did Piper Niven look like a complete asshole <laughs> leaving her partner to get beat up? Yes. Or was she trying to help her team by keeping Rhea Ripley out of the way? No. That seems no, like no, a fair no. question to me. I'm curious. No, I, I'm taking option A. You don't tell the folks. Let's let them vote. That's the that's the honest to god poll I'm going to pick up. Oh, did okay. Piper Niven look like an asshole for leaving her partner behind like that, or did she look valiant trying to fight off Rhea Ripley to protect her team? <laughs> you folks tell me, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. This week's show. What would you give it, buddy? Uh, so we're gonna go to B because there was a lot of solid wrestling on there. Uh, aside from the. Soldier of Savagery crap, but uh, Carissa Rivera, I'm, I'm liking her. Like I said, like last week was the first time I had seen her, and I already, I can already tell like uh, that uh, there's something there. So we okay, want to see more. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B minus. I thought there was some really good stuff on the show. Okay. Uh, I also thought there was a bit of weak stuff on the show. So I'm okay. gonna give it a B minus. All right, right, so calculate it up. How are we doing this week? Who who is this week's winner? Okay, so for for NXT UK, uh, I gave it a you gave it a B plus. Is that right? Yeah. You said you said B plus. Okay, and I said a B for MLW. I gave it a C, mm-hmm. and for and I gave it what a C minus. ROH, I gave it a so NXT UK. Uh, looks like it when, looks like it's gets the two a points this week. Yeah. Two points and who for NXT UK. Uh, well, does it? And then uh, second that place. That's ROH. ROH. ROH is second place. Wow. And you know what? This is the first week MLW did not get any points. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah, so that's so got to make uh, you wonder. So, Elio, that makes yes, me wonder. Sir. Yes, sir. Does that mean ML is MLW slipping a little or is NXT and ROH upping the game? I guess uh-huh. we're going to have to find out how that goes. Uh, this is maybe maybe all right. This well, new, folks, you know what? Maybe maybe the new format of our witch uh, is, is working. Okay. Well, folks, you know what? Uh, those are our uh, look at the, our weekly shows. 
now becomes our semi-weekly perusal into (laughs) something we call the Book of Shame. Now, this week, the Book of Shame has something we've decided, you know what, I joke about this, but I'm going to make it official, okay? There are going to be people that we are going to enter into this book that we know in our hearts will never leave this book. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we've had we've already had people come and go. We've had people enter and be in for two weeks and get out. But mm-hmm. we're going to put a special chapter in our book, and this okay. chapter is called the chapter of perpetual losers. Okay. <laughs> now these are the skid marks of our of our underwear who will never make it anywhere. <laughs> oh, who are, bad who image. are just about as cool. Bad image. Bad image. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> bad image. <laughs> Well, I think Skidmark really applies when our first two entries are Tommy Dreamer and Sammy Callahan. Okay, and I am entering them right now. They are in our perpetual our chapter of perpetual losers. Tommy Dreamer and Sammy Callahan times I don't know how many times six. Times six. You know what? If we'd been <laughs> tracking, I'm probably sure Tommy Dreamer could have been times something just for breathing. But anyways. Um <laughs> Now you asked me, you I told you beforehand I was going to put these people in, and you asked me if OVE went in. Yeah. And the thing is with OVE, OVE are like, okay, remember when you went to school and there was mm-hmm. the one total skid mark loser of the of the of the whole place? He was a so called tough guy, he thought he was the best, but he was a piece of crap, right? Yep. Then he had a bunch of kids who'd hang out with him, his little gang, right? But the right. gang, without him, they were absolutely nothing. They were just that, even just pathetic losers. That's, that's why OVE doesn't make it in. OVE just without Callahan, they're nothing. They're they're yeah. at best guys selling tickets. So <laughs> um, I'm not even going to give them the dignity of making it into the chapter of perpetual losers. They are they're just too pathetic. Okay. Okay. They, if they they are the skid mark that's on top of the original skid mark. That's in some white panties found laying around in a locker room somewhere. Yeah, all right. I want you to imagine that late at night. <laughs> oh, my eyes. <laughs> all right. Let's take a look at the book and see who's in there. See if anyone makes it out. And... All right. So, uh, so aside from the new entries into the perpetual chapter of losers, we have, let's see what we have here. We have first entry is... Ace Austin. Ace Austin. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I took a peek over on Impact, and uh, the storyline oh, no. right now is he's trying to do magic tricks to win Eddie Edwards' wife. No. Wow. No. What? Come on. Wow. Uh, you're even bigger loser than we thought you were, buddy. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah, you belong in the, you belong in the book still. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Dave Mastiff. Boy, you know what? I don't. You don't have to agree with me on this one, but okay. Dave Mastiff earned some props for me this week with his match, and uh, I want to say, if it's okay with you, I want to pull him out of the book this week. He can go back in there eventually, but okay, so, his match yeah. this week. This I'm going to go back and watch. I'm going to go back and watch I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah. So okay. okay, for this weekend, we'll uh, move him. We'll take him out of the book for the week. We're, All right. We'll reprieve him for the week. Okay. Our next one is Facade. Facade. Uh, I doubt if we're ever going to see Facade again. Um, I'm really torn on this one because he was so pathetically goofy that he yeah. deserves to be in this book. But, right. dude, we have never seen Facade since, like, the first day we saw him was the last day we saw him. No, oh, I can remember um, when that was. 
Yeah, it's been so long. Um, I'm going to say we give him one more week, and if we don't see Facade anywhere to make us cringe, I think we should just, like, we're not going to take him out of the book. We're just going to put, like, liquid paper over his name as if he didn't exist. <laughs> All right. Okay, then we have that uh, TJ's favorite word that starts with F. Uh, always in. Always in. I will punch a nun in the face and kick her right in the vagina if she said that word. <laughs> oh, they have violent much? Well, hey, come on. There's certain words that trigger me, man. I think that's pretty uh, obvious. <laughs> Next we have Jimmy Havoc. Ugh, Jimmy Havoc. He's just gross. I'm keeping him in there because <laughs> he represents a culture of wrestling that's disgusting. He's in there. Next we have Kenny King. Kenny King. Oh, my goodness. He is like, if you could squish, if you could put Kenny King into like a grinder, and put him into pieces, you could probably sell him as sleeping pills, because I'm pretty sure any part of him touches you, bores you to death, just as much as his wrestling does. He deserves to be in the book. Oh, that's why I fell asleep earlier before we went on the air. I must have been watching yeah, a King about- match. Oh, okay. That explains I'm, it. I'm surprised you called them matches. They're not even that good worth to call them matches. But anyways, go on. Cotto Brazil. Oh. Cotto Brazil. You know what? I'm going to let Cotto Brazil out this week because I was I was mad, okay? I was mad mm-hmm. that they tried to make they, they tried to switch about as being Rich Swan almost without us noticing. Yeah, you were uh, a very angry young man. Well, I was because it seems like, you know, it's almost seems slightly racist in this day and age that you could <laughs> interchange that. people because they look the same. <laughs> yeah, wow. the same. Yeah, that's terrible. Don't insult my intelligence, you know? Don't insult my intelligence. Yeah. Um if anything, when I think back more of it, I should be more mad at MLW for pulling that crap than actually, you know, Cotto Brazil ooh, for doing it. I mean, ooh, he's only guy; ooh. he's only the employee. So we've never yeah, let's pull Cotto up. We've never put Cotto's an entire. Up. We've never put an entire company in the book. Yeah, and I'm not going wow. to yet. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. <laughs> Madman Fulton. No, oh, he's just sad, sad little man. Well, he's big, sad, sad giant man. But, jeez, <laughs> hanging out with OVE. It's like, you know what? If you swim in the sewer, turds are going to fall on you. It's just the way it happens. That's what you get, Fulton. You hang out with turds, you get smeared. <laughs> TJ's favorite commentator, Nigel McGuinness. Ooh, Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> he is two comments away from entering the chapter of Perpetual Losers. Oh. So, yeah, he's definitely in the book. And we have Casey Lennox. Casey Lennox. Man. You ever wonder what it'd be like to, to like watch a television show and you think, oh, this is just not right. What can I do to make it more exciting? So you take a brick and you hit yourself three or four times in the head. And then as you're sitting there loopy and wondering what's going on, you you probably have the same thought process and cognition as Casey does. Oh yeah, my gosh, she, she's, she's terrible. Then we have she the Chris so Brothers. We have the Who? Chris Brothers. Who? The Chris exactly. Brothers. Exactly. <laughs> the Chris <laughs> Brothers. Who are they? They're just two losers that glob off of Sammy Callahan. You know really? what? You're Be- glomming off turds. <laughs> you know what? Before Impact, I had never even heard of the Chrysler's at all. Yeah, me neither. And uh, I kind of wish I hadn't. And uh, next, no, and, I totally wish I hadn't. No kind and of. The, and the last entry is the Hunt. The Hunt. They're still cartoon losers. Yeah, they stay in. They, uh, they're they're ridiculous. And that's our final entry so for folks, this week's. So we have no new additions, but we have a new. Uh, chapter we've added to the book with two yep. stellar starts in it. And we've let yep. two people out this week. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Coto Brazil and uh, who do we say? 
Who's uh, the other guy Co- we let out? Code Obrazone, they messed him. Not many people make it out of the Canadian prison. No, not too many people have. A few have, let's be honest. We're not like the bounties. We don't always get them in. That, but, that, that's true. We'll leave that to Shaku Show. But let, let it be known that the spirit of Alanis, the tenderness and the compassion that Alanis has, has shown us some mercy this week. However, there is not even the infinite love of Alanis could not even allow me to let Savvy Callahan or Tommy Dreamer ever out of the book. <laughs> ever. Anyhow, folks... <laughs> Uh, another fun time. I, I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me and Elio this week. Elio, yes, sir. I'm so glad you stayed sober. Wait, you are sober right now, right? I am sober, yes. <laughs> uh, it sounded like you put down your drink to answer that. Uh, okay. Now, folks, we want to say a special hello to all our fans out there. It's great to hear that the fans all across North America and Europe uh, fans in Asia, even far down south is Australia. Uh, we just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Feel free to write in anytime. And Elio, tell the people if they want to get hold of us. If they want to say, you know what, uh, Legend, you're a total asshole. And Elio, here's 12 steps that will help you get a better life. Where can they write and tell us these things? You can reach us at uh, Wrestling POV Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram at uh, Wrestling POV1, and on Twitter at Wrestling POV. And you know what, folks? We also have a sister show. And just in case you've heard our show and you haven't heard their show, every Saturday is Wrestling POV. Mm-hmm. And Wrestling POV, uh, we have some – it's a fun – it's a foursome over there. It took four of them to be as cool as us. That's a true. Uh, they got Tony Diaz, probably the oldest man on uh, broadcast radio. <laughs> um, they have uh, Mimi, uh, probably well, – I'm not even going to say anything about Mimi. But you know what? We have Rick Serrano III, who has a turd award named after him. You'll have to follow the show to get what that's about. And you are not going to believe it, but a sock puppet of evil. (laughs) They have Miguel Miguel Cole, who is one evil little puppet. I I have not... uh, Ever since he ran away, life has been so nice. And now he's back. It's just like, really? Oh, well. At least I don't have to... If he shows up at the softball game this year, you know, when... When, when Wrestling POV Global and Wrestling POV take on the other teams in the softball thing, I think I might accidentally let my bat go and let, let hit poor old Miguel in the head. But anyhow, where can people find our show and WPOV yes, Wrestling? Yes, uh, you can find WPOV and WPOV Global on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube. Huh. YouTube? Oh, that must be some sexy pics of us, huh? Are we in bikinis? Anyways, yeah. folks, we've had another fun time with you. Man, I am so sad that the G1 is done. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. So my, th- um, this is, tune in. This is, like, this is like the end of a movie. As soon as a movie I really like ends, I feel so sad. Now I feel so sad that the G1 is yeah. over. Yeah, it's more like when Elio gets to the bottom of his 40-ounce <laughs> bottle of tequila. <laughs> The tear no, that rolls down his face. No, until, I, I just have to restock. Until he remembers he has 10 more bottles in his room, then the tears go away. Folks, what I'm trying to say is we love you guys. Tune in next week where hopefully Elio has made it at least to the third step of the 12-step program. <laughs> and hopefully nobody's firebombed my house or set my cat on fire, which would be nice. It would be nice to have a week like without that. You wrestling fans are nice, but you can be assholes to me. Anyhow, you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Elio, say goodbye to the nice people. All right. We will talk to you fans next week. 